So we're moving on. We're looking at the state of cancer in South Africa and not looking very good, I have to say, specifically um, here in Joburg and talking about the Charlotte Bertreke Hospital, the academic hospital. I have Linda Grief, who is the chairperson of Cancer Alliance, to tell us more. Linda, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. So uh, perhaps you can tell us what um, what it is that you do. What is the Cancer Alliance Treatment Action Campaign? Tell us more. So the Cancer Alliance is a group of nearly 30 um, cancer NGOs that work across the whole of South Africa that have actually joined forces to form a united front in terms of advocacy issues. And advocacy issues means issues that are experienced across the whole country that are seen as challenges and factors that negatively impact the provision of cancer services to the whole of the South African population. So as a, as a joint voice, we, we speak together because the government can understandably not talk to 30 cancer NGOs individually. So we mm-hmm. form a, a, a united front and together we identify the biggest challenges and then we approach uh, the different role play le- players and stakeholders in the community and in government, local and in the National Department of Health to discuss the concerns and issues that we feel are impacting cancer patients and their families negatively. Wow. So I suppose the question is, um, Linda, if you're talking about the whole of South Africa, because we'll go to the Charlotte McKeke in, in a moment, but what kind of response do you get if you, if you with these, um, different NGOs come together? It means you must be pretty powerful. Do you, are you making waves? Are changes being made? You know, I think we have made changes over the 11 years that we've been, um, in practice and, Certainly, you know, previously we didn't have a cancer plan in South Africa. We now have a cancer plan. There's nearly five uh, different cancer policies uh, on the table. This, these are all things that have uh, come to be being because of the lobbying and the um, the attention that we brought to this to this factor. Obviously, it's not just us alone, you know, that are doing this work. There's also organizations like Treatment Action Group, uh, Section 27, uh, Campaigning for Cancer. There are many uh, organizations that are outside our alliance, but we all collaborate to mm-hmm. to really get the essence of the challenges spoken to. Now, just uh, to give you an idea of how how dire the situation is in South Africa, if you think about uh, a patient um, being treated in the pub, in the private sector, if I get cancer, I have a lump in my breast now, I can go and have a mammogram within a day. I will have a biopsy with, say, within a week. By the next, uh, by the next week, I would have the results of the biopsy and I will be having my operation or my treatment plan designed by my oncologist within two weeks. And then I'm, you know, on my cancer journey, which means that you just spoken to about lung cancer, the importance of early detection, in fact, yeah. and how that navigates and uh, crystallizes out because that gives you the biggest chance of survival. Now, in the state sector, it can take anything from um, three to four to five months to a year before you get diagnosed and onto treatment. By that time, a person with an early cancer is now stage two or three because while they're waiting for services, the cancer keeps growing. And that is the human rights issue that we are so very, very concerned about. On the one hand, on the other hand, 
In the public sector, we have 10 treatment hospitals across the country serving the whole of the South African indigent population, so people that are not on medical aids. While in private practice, there are nearly 250 oncologists across the country. Mm. So how can you, in 10 units with 48 uh, oncologists, serve the millions of people that actually need cancer treatment? So you can see it is already a very challenged uh, situation just with, with those statistics. And then there's also other HR shortages, especially in the Johannesburg area at the Charlotte Bocchetti Hospital, for instance, there's a shortage of oncologists, there's a shortage of oncology nurses, and there's a shortage of radiotherapy, radiographers, and physicists. And you cannot render radiation services safely if you don't have those professionals on board. So it's very important when we speak about radiotherapy service delivery that we understand that we need a multidisciplinary uh, approach. And the patients in the state don't always have that because of the shortage of staff and the lack of funding. And with the recent um, uh, uh, um, scandals of, um, of uh, corruption in the National Department of Health and also in other provincial departments, we know that the health sector has been um, under huge impact of corruption and then aggravated by something like COVID as well, you know. So, uh, and the fire at Charlotte Bocchetti, you can understand now how dire the situation is. Yeah. And the waiting yeah. list at Gauteng in, in, in Charlotte Bocchetti is nearly 2,000 plus of what, what we know of. And I'm sure there are more people. You know, if we had to ask all your listeners to send the Cancer Alliance an email, and I'm inviting them to do that. You can send the email to info at canceralliance.co.za and tell us how long you've been waiting for your treatment and what your challenges are with your hospital number, your name, and, um, you know, your, your situation. And we would appreciate that because that would be a type of a research project that we can take to the government and say, look, we talked on the radio. These are the people that responded with regards to complaints regarding access to treatment. Because we know that Linda, if they don't... Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I, I, I hate to use the word. It just sounds so hopeless at the moment. It really... These are frightening, frightening statistics that you're giving us. Before you continue, we need to just quickly uh, break for ads. We're going to come right back. We're going to pick this up after the ads. Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Well, welcome back to the DL Link Show. I have on the line Linda Hrief, who is the chairperson of the Cancer Alliance, Alliance, talking about the cancer crisis in South Africa. We were talking about Gauteng as well. I know that recently they had a protest action march, which we'll talk about. So, Linda, as I said, not a pretty picture. I mean, it, it sounds quite hopeless because we know that the numbers of people being diagnosed with cancer is on the rise. Um, before, for really, for the years, that I've been on the show, we've spoken about in, in parts of rural areas in South Africa, how long it takes for people to be diagnosed. And now, once there's diagnosis, how long you wait for treatment, you were talking about three to four to five months, sometimes even a year. By then, the cancer has advanced. And also, once it's advanced cancer, it's surely it is so much more expensive for the government. And then, of course, it puts a heavy burden on these doctors and these specialists. So, oh, so and, what and is the, the- 
way, what's the way forward, Linda? And I, I will promote once again, you know, our listeners to send you the email info at cancerlines.co.za to share their story so you can use this. But what is the way forward? Well, you know, uh, what we've done with, with the march that we had to the MEC's office in Gauteng is we actually demanded uh, um, this, the creation of a specialist task team that can um, be put in place um, uh, consisting of uh, clinicians and bureaucrats. You can't just have bureaucrats planning cancer services because they don't understand the complexities that are associated with rendering cancer services. So you need the clinical teams to guide them, you know, and then we, we've asked also for, for a better, more efficient, streamlined service delivery with regards to HR and the filling of, 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 of positions more speedily so that the staff at, on ground level can really get the, the a number of people that they need to be able to render this uh, very highly specialized uh, treatment in a safe and efficient way. And we've asked that they give us feedback by next um, Friday as to the uh, formation of this task team. And they actually signed um, a memorandum of agreement uh, to do that. So we will be keeping a very close watch on that and we will keep demanding that. Um, and then we'll follow this up with the National Department of Health as well um, to ensure that the necessary attention be given. The Council Alliance is also busy. Uh, we recently brought out a, a big report that's on our website, The Cost of Cancer. And in that report, the health actuaries and the uh, researchers that did the, the, the research clearly show that there's a proof in the fact that in the year 2030, we will have a doubling of the amount of cancer patients. So you can understand in the country. And that obviously also speaks to the Gauteng issue. So if the crisis at Charlotte Bukete is not uh, addressed, we are going to see a huge exacerbation. And just for your interest, there are the government just before the election bought two radiation machines to um, provide um, equipment to provide the service delivery. But those radiation machines are standing in a storeroom somewhere, gathering dust and actually getting broken because they ordered the machines before the bunkers were built for those machines to be installed in. Now, a bunker costs 20 million rand. So what does it help that you have a, 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 a 15 or whatever million rand machine standing in a warehouse not being able to uh, service any patients. And this is, to me, the sign of inefficient procurement, a lack of, a lack of future, a lack of proper uh, planning, and no special um, understanding of the needs of the how a radiation unit, in fact, works. So they are wasting the taxpayers' money. And what we also are asking for is a national procurement um, a, a situation where uh, people with knowledge can buy equipment because we've also heard that equipment is being bought at huge prices because a third party who is a BEE partner is charging a markup on top of the price of the radiation equipment. Now, you know, we're not buying a paper or a kettle or a photostat machine. We are buying highly technical um, treatment machines. And that's why you need 
special procurement policies and practices for those kind of um, procurement uh, uh, practices. And we're mm-hmm. asking on a high level, uh, the minister as well as Treasury to step in and stop this kind of inefficient use of very scarce financial resources that is further plundering our health system. And that is the problem with, with health systems in South Africa is there is a systematic um, erosion of proper um, procurement practices that will ensure good service delivery. And there's a part of me, Nikki, that hopes that we will get to the NHI sooner rather than later so that things can be coordinated, that there's one policy and that everybody receives the same service. Not the few eight, eight million people with medical aid getting like first world treatment and the rest of the country getting absolutely zero uh, uh, attention with when it comes to cancer. That mm. is not a human, it's a human rights issue. You mm. know, we, we need to address that aggressively. Mm. So you think that the, the NHI would would solve these issues that we're experiencing at the moment? Well, it will set a, a, a paradigm and a, a, and guidelines in place to deal with cancer treatment on a national level. Right. Um, and then it would be much more efficiently managed. Because now what you can get for cancer treatment in Gauteng and Cape Town is totally different in the state sector. And people travel from Johannesburg to come to Cape Town to come and have treatment here. People that are poor. And then, you you know, you have migration and you have all kinds of other social ills uh, developing in Cape Town again because of the inundation of internal migration uh, yeah. between provinces to access healthcare services. Mm. It's, it's not right. Is it- no, and as I, I hear you, it is a human rights issue. Absolutely. Linda, we're going to break four ads um, one more time, and then we're going to be closing um, off. And just if you want to leave our listeners with something, um, anything that they can do, a call to action. So a quick break, and we'll be, we'll be back to you. Hi, FM, your station of choice since 2008. Welcome back to the DR Link Show. Um, we're having an interesting, quite a disheartening conversation with Linda Khrev, chairperson of Cancer Alliance. The state of cancer um, in South Africa, we're not talking about the private sector, we're talking about the public sector, we're talking about people who do not have access, first of all, to screening um, all over, equally all over South Africa, and certainly when it comes to diagnosis and treatment, um, people who are waiting between three months and one year. So even if it is early detection, by the time they have access to treatment, we're, they, probably many of them are sitting at stage four already, looking at the horrific state of the the Charlotte Matreke Johannesburg Academic Hospital um, and the procurement and looking at the new machines that have been bought that are sitting in some storeroom. And really, it's just going to get worse. Um, and so... Linda, before we do say goodbye to you, you did mention that people can send an email to info at canceralliance.co.za. Um, and can they, you know, is this a contact to, if they want to get more involved, do they do this through info at canceralliance.co.za? Absolutely. And, you know, I want to encourage people to do that because if you think about, we even our cancer registry in South Africa is not up to date. We don't really know how big the population that is that has cancer. 
So if we could get real good numbers of people writing in, stating their kind of, you know, the challenges that they face, their Charlotte Vichetti at at um, um, Baragwanath Hospital and the other hospitals in 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 the Gauteng region. I know Steve Biko did help a bit, but even there they have challenges as well because they serve a very big area. If we can have people write in and give their hospital um, hospital uh, file numbers, um, who they saw, what kind of diagnosis they had, and then what their what their challenges were, but really like in shortcut, and then with telephone number and email so that we can contact them. We are Thank going you. to put all of that data together and we will make that part of our uh, presentation to the ministerial task team on cancer to to really show that the cancer patients in South Africa want change and ask okay. for what you want. You know, say what the, your challenges are and then we can take your voice to the highest level of government to hear what the story is. And you know, if if Thank you sir. are willing to speak on air or you're willing to do a video, um, you know, write it in the letter so that we can contact you and um, hopefully get you um, to speak to one of our reporters. And we are hoping to have a interview on carte blanche before the end of this year's programs, really speaking to the whole state of affairs of oncology in South Africa. Thank and you, with Linda. A special emphasis, um, and we would appreciate that. Thank you so much, Linda, and thank you for the unbelievable work that you're doing. And I certainly will give that email again: info at cancelliance.co.za. Linda Khrib, thank you very much for joining us, chairperson of Cancer Alliance. Um, really, an opportunity for you to do something.